with friends like Saudi Arabia, I'm okay having them as an enemy. Uh, over the weekend, and we've talked about it a little bit here, relations between the terror regime got a whole lot cooler with news that uh, Canada's ambassador had been ousted. Trade had been frozen. Students, well, 16,000 ordered out of the country. And that's because Saudi Arabia did not like the tone of a tweet from the Global Affairs Office that uh, stated concerns about additional arrests of civil rights activists. And and so they had a temper tantrum. And they basically told us to mind our own business. Topped off with a very nice little tweet of a plane traveling into the CN Tower, which, of course, is a direct reference to 9-11. They say, oh, it was just an accident, but <laughs> pretty sure we know where they were going with that. But um, if they'd like to threaten us. I mean, what are they trying to get at? If they want us to tell us to mind, um, mind our own business, that's their prerogative. But how about we cancel, you know, that little $15 billion arms sale? That should never have happened. We should stop buying their oil. I mean, do we really need Saudi Arabia? I'm not so sure everyone thinks we do. Let's bring in uh, Chris Alexander to this conversation. Um, he is, of course, former politician, former diplomat, so he knows this world very well, served for uh, the Citizenship and Immigration Ministry for many years. He joins me now. Mr. Alexander, what is your reaction uh, to this? Kind of came out of the blue. It did. Um, Two things, very unexpected, very disappointing uh, from the Saudis. We, we, in Canada and around the world, had been hoping um, that this reform agenda that the bright, young, new crown prince was bringing forward would broaden and deepen, uh, you know, giving women uh, the the ability to get a driver's license should have been just the beginning. Mm-hmm. But this is, a, this is a huge step backwards, uh, and it's a sign of insecurity, I think, on the part of this regime. Uh, and I think it's also bound up with issues that are much larger than Canada. We're just an easy target because we're not the United States, we're not the European Union. It's easier to pick on us. Uh, but the Saudis are going to have to learn the hard way that these issues are not going to go away. In this day and age, uh, you cannot expect to put up information walls and have 7.5 billion people around the world who care, care deeply about war, conflict, rights, abuses, violence, uh, to just avert their gaze and, and not um, pay attention to what's going on in your country. Yeah, right. And look, I, I've always been uncomfortable with a relationship with Saudi Arabia, because the bottom line is they are a terror regime. You know, their uh-huh. involvement in 9-11, you know, I wasn't comfortable with the arms deal, whether it was under Harper or Trudeau. Uh-huh. And so when I hear this and I see, you know, a tweet go out with a plane headed towards the um, the CN Tower, I say to myself, OK, you want to play this game? Um Go, you know, keep your oil, we'll get ours to market and, you know, keep all your aid, we'll, we'll keep our aid. So to hell with you. But am I being naive? I mean, do, can we lose Saudi Arabia? Absolutely, we can lose them. Okay. Uh, we do not need Saudi oil. We do not need uh, anything else Saudi Arabia produces. And to be honest, if the students go, um, well, uh, well, that's very sad for them uh, and very sad for our long-term bond with the country that, you know, having people study here develops, uh, it's a rounding error in terms of our international student population. So it's actually going to be much more costly for them if they decide to go this route. And you're absolutely right. I mean, that tweet 
didn't come from the Saudi government, but it came from a, an organization that is official in some respects. Uh, and it points to a mentality um, that hasn't gone away. Uh, and, and this jihadist um, sentiment, which exists still in the Middle East, where there are sponsors of these groups, where some of these groups are still active, particularly in Syria and Iraq, uh, where, which extends to South Asia. And we just saw jihadist groups, uh, some of the worst leaders, including the leader of the Mumbai attacks, win um, the elections, the recent elections in Pakistan, which were, of course, not democratic, which mm-hmm. were cooked up by that country's intelligence service. Uh, you know, there's, there's an agenda here, a state-sponsored agenda of support for proxies, of subversion. We saw Saudi um, troll armies on the march yesterday mm-hmm. in support of their uh, wrong-headed move. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's a dark place that they're all in. Uh, and I think we have to see uh, their state's action for what it is. It's not benign. It's malign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it reflects a really dismal situation outlook for women, uh, democratic political activists, uh, minorities, uh, uh, people who are uh, in, in trouble because of their sexual orientation in Saudi Arabia and elsewhere. You know, th- these, are, these are huge issues in Saudi Arabia that they are at great pains to uh, keep under control. But in this day and age, the information gets out and, and Canada is certainly not going to stand down. And nor should they, and nor should we. But the bottom line is, this is being supported by several Arab states. Jordan today coming out in support of Saudi Arabia. The Palestinian mm-hmm. Authority, which I kind of give a good chuckle to, they came out in support, to which I say, okay, then you don't get any more aid. Because we give these countries, and I've never mm-hmm. understood it, we give them a lot of money in aid. And mm-hmm. so what should the response then be of the of the Liberal government? Well, this is a major diplomatic showdown. I mean, withdrawing an ambassador is a big deal. Um, we have been very tough on the Russians over uh, Ukraine, over their illegal occupation, their illegal annexation of Crimea. We were instrumental in getting them ejected from the G8. Uh, and yet we still have ambassadors working, both in Ottawa and Moscow. So for the Saudis to to, to, to pull this trigger so early in a spat um, is, is a sign of re- desperation, but also really serious escalation. So we do need to talk about those who've taken their, two pe- those who've taken their side very mm-hmm. seriously. Uh, we also need to understand what the situation is in Saudi Arabia. There's a power struggle going on in that country. This is um, a crown prince who's taken this action, who locked up his political opponents and potential rivals mm-hmm. in the royal family in a five-star hotel until they basically kissed the ring. Uh, and this is also a Saudi Arabia that thinks it has impunity and support for these kinds of uh, silly steps because they're uh, thick as thieves with Donald Trump. And I think, um, you know, while I personally and, and many Canadians support uh, the approach the United States is taking under this administration towards sanctions against Iran, being tougher on Iran for its support of uh, terror uh, and, and proxy wars. To be consistent, we should also be asking these questions about Saudi Arabia, others in the Gulf, and Pakistan. And I don't think the United States under Trump or any other president has been very coherent on that issue. Yeah, uh, and, and Americans get this, I think, by and large. If you poll Americans, do they trust Saudi Arabia? Mm-hmm. You won't get a very high number. 
Um, but Trump and this administration don't get it, as previous administrations haven't gotten it. No, but we have an opportunity in this country then to to make some changes. You know, if we're looking at all sorts of Agreed. different avenues for trade partners and to you know diversify ourselves, here's a good opportunity. Uh, if ever this government needed an excuse to get oil to market, they could say right now we are well, going to take a stand. And and you want to talk about human rights and and our um, you know loyalty to women, etc. They could use this very easily as an excuse to say we've got to get the pipeline built. We're going to be independent. And in a world where we should be pivoting. Uh, in response to a changing landscape around us to make sure that we look after Canadians and that our economy is strong. Um, Saudi oil coming to eastern Canada sticks out like a sore thumb as a a huge anomaly in 2018. Uh, And if it's going to be, take a long time to build uh the the to, to, to double pipe uh, kinder morgan if um other pipelines westwards are not going to be built in the in the near term we've got to take another look at energy yeah. Yeah. and there is a a new mayor of montreal who's interested uh there's a potential new government in quebec who would be interested there's a provincial government here in ontario that would be hugely interested as well as partners in new brunswick mm-hmm. it, that really is uh, a nation-building project for yeah. now that is feasible, that should be done, that would meet our national interest and actually our national security needs. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. Well, I'd like to think it'll happen, but um, I can't. Not holding can't, our breath. <laughs> no, not on this one. Uh, Chris, i got to leave it there. Thanks so much. Real pleasure. All the best. Chris Alexander joining me on the phone tonight. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.